everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Let's jump into our message. Today's message um, is for those of you who have felt recently like quitting, like quit, like throwing in the towel, like the towel is ready and you're ready to just say, if one more thing happens, like you've said in your heart, I, I don't know if I can keep going. You've said in your heart and it could be your marriage tried and tried and you, you don't feel like there's any way to get it back to the place it should be and you said I'm done for some it's a dream and one day you thought you could and that you would and you had vision and you had passion for that dream and now you just say there's just no way it's going to happen for others it's a ministry that you felt God wanted you to do but no matter how hard you've tried it just didn't come through for you for some, it's you've been standing on God's word, praying for that wayward child to come back to Christ, but you don't see them coming back. For others, it's an addiction. You've tried to overcome and you've prayed and you've prayed for it to leave. You went to recovery groups and you've dedicated your life to Christ. You've rededicated your life to Jesus, but it, it still seems to have a grip on you. For someone, it's your body that's in pain. And you've cried out to God for healing. You, you've seen him heal other people. And you said, God, why, why? Why won't you heal me? For someone, it's salvation for that loved one to come to Jesus. And the harder you pray, the further they seem to get from God. For a couple in here, you've prayed and prayed. You've believed and believed to conceive. You've cried and you've tried, but your promised child hasn't came yet. And you've said, I can't go through another loss like this. This message is for those who have tried, those who have believed, those who have prayed, and you feel like you got nothing left. You've said, I'm at the end of myself. I'm all out of options. And I want to tell you, you're at a great place today. I want you to know when you come to the end of yourself, you come to the beginning of Jesus, who is the answer to every trial, everything that you are facing in your life. Listen to the words of the writer of Hebrews. He says, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to, what? What's that word? Persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. In our final installment of our series, Forgotten Virtues, today I want to talk to you about the forgotten virtue of perseverance. The forgotten virtue of perseverance. Someone say perseverance. By definition, this word means persistence in doing something despite difficulty of delay in achieving success. Once again, persistence in doing something despite difficulty of delay in achieving success. I, I love the writer of Hebrews. He says, in just a little while. Someone say, in just a little while. 
I've learned this about God. God is rarely early, but he's never late. I said he's rarely early, but he's never late. And the the song said he's always on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Don't make me sing up in the church house. And I have good news today. This isn't a sad message. This is a message that by the time you leave today, you're going to be filled up with a little more faith. You're going to get a little vitamin E today, some encouragement today. And, and you're no longer going to have this towel ready to throw it. You're going to have this towel ready to just wipe your brow and to keep marching and keep going on to the promises of God in your life. So I want to build your faith today with a very powerful story. If you have your Bibles, uh, get ready. We're going to go to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. We're going to look at a story here where God had promised his children, the children of Israel, uh, some land, but they had not yet received or taken hold of the promise yet. And from this story, we're going to pull some truths out that I believe are going to help us out today. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 through 5, it says this, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one, someone say no one, no one was allowed in or out, but the Lord, but the Lord said to Joshua, I've given you Jericho, its kings and its mighty warriors. Your entire army is to march around the city once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk around ahead of the ark carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the horns. Was that okay? I worked on that all week for y'all. It's the things I do, you know. On the seventh day, you are to march around the city seven times with the police blowing the horn, priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the horns, have all the people give a mighty shout. Let's practice it. One, two, three. That was average. For Memorial Day, that was average. I mean, if you want walls to fall down in your life, that was average. Let's try that again. Let's rewind. Have all the people give a mighty shout. The walls of the city will collapse and the people can charge straight into the city. Thank you for your participation. This is an audience participation service. The assignment church was very simple for the children of Israel. God laid it out and he gave it to Joshua, Pastor Josh, we're going to call him today. Pastor Josh was leading the church, the Israelite fuel church. Come on, somebody. And the assignment was simple. Walk around the walls one time a day for six days. And then on the seventh day, walk around how many times? Seven. Now, understand numbers mean something in the Bible. The number seven is the number of perfection, the number of completion. On the seventh day, God what did he do? He rested. It, and he said, it is finished. It's done. So seven day, walk around seven times, blow the horns, and everyone shout as loud as they can, and the walls will come tumbling down. Now understand these walls weren't some little walls like that we have in our church. These were around 46 feet tall, close to a five-story building in height. And understand on the top of the walls, it wasn't just, you know, yay thick, you know, with some drywall or something for little stones or whatever. It, it was so 
wide that chariots were on top of these walls to, to look, to see the enemy coming. And so, so these were some big walls. And my question for us today is, why do we so easily give up? Why do we so easily give up when God has promised us so much in his word? He's given us everything we need in his word, but why do we find it so hard to keep going, to keep trusting God's promises? Why do we often think about throwing in the towel and not persevering through hard times? And from this story in Joshua 6, I want to give you two thoughts today that I believe will help build your faith. Look at your neighbor and say, your walls are coming down. Get ready to shout. Number one, two thoughts on why we often think about throwing in the towel. The first is this. Our perspective is often limited. Our perspective, what we see is often limited. Jericho wasn't a very big city. Actually, you could walk around Jericho in about an hour. So it, it, it wasn't the city that was big. That wasn't the problem. The problem was that the walls were very high. Imagine the children of Israel were so close to the promise that God said. It was right on the other side of the walls, but the walls were so high that the promise seemed impossible to obtain. How many in here have some walls in your life right now? Come on, don't point to your spouse. Someone's like, him? We all have walls that block us and hinder us, distract us and discourage us. For some of you, you know what it is that you want. You have a vision. You have a place for your life that you'd like to be at. But all you can see right now is walls, problems, and obstacles, and setback after setback. For others, you've believed, you've tried to get out of debt. And every time you take a step to get out of debt, three major appliances break down all at once. Someone say walls. Come on now. You ever been sick and tired of something breaking down? You ever been sick and tired of taking your car to the mechanic? That you want to say some Christian cuss words? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Walls, walls. Maybe for you, it's been years and you've been trying to mend a broken relationship with a family member or a friend. And finally, you get enough courage to say, let's meet up and talk about this. And you meet up, but all there is is yelling. There's a shouting match. And all you see is walls. Because often our perspective is limited because of the walls that we have in our life. Now understand the, in, in this text, in verse 1, it says, Jericho was tightly shut up. No one came in and no one went out. No one came in, no one came, in, came out. But in verse two, it says, God says, I've given you Jericho. I've given you Jericho. But wait, how have you given us Jericho? Well, because God is the only one that can speak in the past tense before a present reality. In other words, he's the only one that can tell you what is when what is isn't yet. Are you following me today? No, I'm not talking about fortune telling. I'm talking about prophetic telling. Because he knows the beginning to the end. He's the alpha and the omega. 
right? He sees what we do not see. And I wonder if some of you today may be in a situation like that in your own life where what God says is different than what you see in your own life. And your perspective is limited. Your perspective. You you don't see what God says. God says you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, but you feel broken. God says that he'll bless you and prosper you, but you feel forgotten. What you see is not lining up with what God says. God says you're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony, but you feel overcome every day in life. Hmm? Why? Because our perspective is often limited. Joshua had the instructions from God, and then Pastor Josh gave the instructions to the people on what to do. Right? Now, this wasn't just a seven-day hike, right? Like, oh, this is going to be fun. If you know the back history of the children of Israel, this was a 40-year journey. Someone say 40 years. 40 years ago, God promised who was then Pastor Moses, come on now, Pastor Mo, I call him, that him and the children of Israel would possess their promised land. And 40 years later, here's Joshua on the precipice of that land. Here he is with the children of Israel. Generation after generation have come and gone. 40 years it took them to make an 11-day journey. 11 days is all it was supposed to take. You say, Pastor, what happened? Um, You remember last week when I said, if you complain, you remain? (laughs) Oh, remember when I talk about toxic people, how toxic people will stop you from fulfilling your destiny? When it, remember when I said there's power in your words? And so a, a few of them started complaining and, and, and really griping to God, like, we, we don't like the manna that's fallen from heaven and the food that you're providing. I'm sure it was Christian chicken. I mean, the Bible says every day just food would fall from heaven. It was, they called it manna. Manna, what is this, is what it means. What is this? It's whatever you want it to be. Manna would fall. I mean, they would go to a rock and kick it, and Coca-Cola would come out. I mean, it was, the Bible says water, but I just imagine if someone wanted to Coke. 40-year journey. Hmm? Almost a million people traveling that, that long of a distance. I'm sure not all of them were the chronic complainers. I'm sure not all of them were toxic. I'm sure not all of them were murmuring and complaining. Well, I just don't like this about my church and Pastor Josh and Pastor Mo. They're this and that and, you know, the parking team and the coffee bar team. Come on, somebody. I'm I'm sure they all weren't like that. I'm sure there were some who were like, man, we've been wondering and, and, and wondering where is God? We've not only been wandering in the wilderness, but we've been wondering where is God? We, we've been trusting and we, we've been tested and we've been tried and we've been tempted and we're ready to reach our promised land. We're, we're ready to take the land that God gave us and we don't want to give up. And, and we got the towel in our hand because it's been a lot of years and here we are on the verge of reaching our promised land, Jericho. But, but, but we got the towel in our hand and we're tempted to throw it. You see, there's so much more to it. 
when you see someone's life, um, the problem is with our perspective at times, we see the success of others and wrongly believe it was easy. We wrongly believe it was easy, but, but you don't know the price they've paid to get where they're at. You don't know the pain that they endured. Come on now. You don't know the sacrifice they went. You don't know the story behind the story. You don't know that they kept showing up when they didn't want to show up to church and serve. You don't know that they kept being faithful to God with the tithe when they didn't have the money to tithe. But they said, God, either your word is true or it's not. You don't know that when they didn't want to come to church, when they didn't feel saved, when they felt shamed, when they felt guilt, that they still showed up every time the doors were open because they knew their help came from the Lord. You don't know the times, the dark times that they persevered through. You don't know the private battles and the personal sacrifices people have went through. And our perspective is often limited because like I always say, we see everybody's highlight reel, but we don't see their behind-the-scenes footage. We don't see their behind-the-scenes footage on social media. You see a marriage that looks great, but you don't find a great marriage. You build a great marriage. And that takes sacrifice and work and humility. Hmm? You see someone who's got amazing kids that love God, but you don't find great kids. You train them. You build them in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from the faith. Hmm? We want the success, but we don't see the behind the scenes. We don't see the pain they endure. We don't see the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. We don't see the people who, who weren't a part of the complainer group that kept showing up and kept saying, man, if God said it, then it's true. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep obeying God's word. We're going to keep listening to Pastor Josh. And no matter if we feel like it, no matter if we see it or not, we believe the promises of God are yes and amen. Can I get a good amen right there? What do you do? What do you do when you don't see what you want? You keep showing up. You keep showing up to the marriage. You keep showing up to the job. You keep fighting. That's called perseverance. We don't throw in the towel. We don't throw. We take the towel and we wipe our brow and we say we're going to keep going because we don't give up. We took the quit option out. We took the quit option out. It's not even an option anymore. This is for my sweat. This is for my enduring. This is for my standing. Having done all to stand, I'm going to stand on the promises of God. No matter what culture says, no matter what my mother-in-law says. Come on, somebody. If you're sitting by your mother-in-law, just cheese real big and say, I love you. <laughs> you're sitting by your mother-in-law on the front row. It don't matter. If God said it, it's going to happen. If God said it, you're going to find your spouse, it's going to happen. All the single people said, Amen. a lot of ladies over here. If there's some single guys over here, you may want to switch seats next week. Just a thought. I know a lot of people met their spouse in church. I did. 21 years later, holla at your boy. Keep showing up. I said, keep showing up. Fuel Church didn't just happen. Oh, you, you don't know they're behind the scenes. Oh, there's a few that do. 
You, you don't know this last six years. You don't know the pain. You don't know the rejection. You don't know the heartache. You don't know the work that was put in. And you don't know decades before that, the work that was put in. And the standing on God's promises. And the I'm taking the quit option out because God called us to this city. You don't know that. You don't know that mom and dad stood on the word when it looked like nobody was coming out, when it looked like this thing wasn't going to grow. You, you don't see that. You, you see everything now, and some of you just showed up and think like it's always been this way. We've always been reaching thousands. No, it ain't always been this way. And our perspective is often limited because we don't see everything it took, and we don't see behind the walls. And the walls try to blind us from the promise of God. Jericho was their promise. The walls was their problem. You got to get past that wall to get to your promise. So number one, our perspective is often limited. Now for the next nine minutes and 36 seconds, can I preach to you like I feel it? Come on. I like to come on. I love coming to church better than the Indy 500 race. Come on. Number two, our progress isn't always obvious. Second reason we're tempted to throw in the towel. Number one, our perspective is often limited. Number two, our progress isn't always obvious. Isn't that true? Look at this, verse... Number 10 and 11, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once, then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to camp. They did this for six days. Imagine their frustration. Imagine. They're so close to the promise, and you want us to march? You want us to take a morning stroll? You want us to do some mall walking for an hour every morning? Come on, somebody. Come on, you got a mall walk? Get your mall walk. I love those mall walkers. I love those mall. I want to be that mall walker one day. They ain't at the drive through at Burger King. They're getting that cholesterol on point. You know what I mean? That blood pressure, yeah. I imagine six days. The frustration. See, it seemed pointless. And in their minds, they're these trained, mighty warriors ready for battle. And here they are going for a walk for an hour. I mean... It seemed pointless. And, and on top of that, they couldn't even talk to their friends while they're walking. Did you hear him say it two or three times? Don't say a word. Keep your mouth shut. Right? It, we, we can't even talk. Imagine at night as they're getting ready for bed and they're in their tents and um, one of the wives texts them, hey, mighty stud of a warrior, how was your day? Question mark. And all they get is bubbles. How many people did you kill today? Question mark, bubbles. How many cities did you take over, you stud? I can't wait to see those muscles when you get home. 
Come on, work with me a little bit. And then he finally replies, yeah, babe, we're just getting warmed up. <laughs> Do a little stretch. Do a little stretching. Do a little walk. Just getting warmed up. Just getting ready. No battle yet, but I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> Imagine day after day not seeing any progress. Like, like God could have made it um, like a Tetris game. How many remember Tetris? Come on. I made fans of Tetris. Come on. Oh, the younger generation. What's that? Um, he could have made it like each day they walked around, like the wall just kind of went down a little bit. Don't you wish God would do that? Like, God, I'm praying. How about each day I see a little bit of progress? That's all I need, God, right? Have you ever said that? Like, God, I need a sign. Like, show me something. And then like a black cat walks across the street and you're like, no, that's not the sign I'm looking for. <laughs> We're having fun today in church. Like, like he could have made the wall come down, but, but he didn't. There was no evidence that God was with him, and that's how some of you feel right now. There's no evidence. You, you've said it this week. I, I don't even feel God. I don't even think he's with me. Like, I don't, what am I doing? Like, I don't feel it. And you're in a wilderness, 40 years they were in a wilderness, and it's dry in a wilderness, and it's lonely in a wilderness, and, and you said, God, where are you? There's no evidence of your hand in my life. I don't see any progress. God's not with me. Hmm. Very interesting that Joshua told them several times, march and keep your mouth shut. March and don't say a word. Um, hashtag 40 years in the wilderness. Um, there's a reason why he told them, don't open your mouth. Because they were delayed. Come on now. 11-year journey took 40 years because of murmuring and complaining, the Bible says. That's what it says. They were ungrateful. God was providing. Read the Bible. He provided food. He provided raiment, clothing. He provided everything for them. But they, a group of them, delayed the prompt. That's why it's so important who you do life with. You do life with people that can delay you from seeing the promise of God in your life because all they do is seed you with doubt. And um, you really think God's going to, you really think you're going to get that job? You really think you're going to live in that house? You really think God's going to use you after what you've done? You've been an addict your whole life. God can't use you. You've been an adulterer your whole life. God can't use you. You've been an alcoholic. God can't use you. He said, he said shut up. Because here's what they would have said. Oh, this is stupid. This is dumb. This makes no sense. We're just going in circles. Kind of like our life. Just certain around the same mountain. Here we are, generation after generation. Grandma and grandpa passed away, never seen the promise. Cousins passed away, never seen. Here we are. I mean, if God was with us, surely we would be out of this wilderness and we'd be to our promised land. And we can't even conquer Jericho. It's tightly shut up. There's no way to get in and get out. Hashtag, this is the worst day of my life. That's what they've been saying. Hmm? God's not with us. God's not on my side. Things will never change. 
Sounds like what some of you said this week. That's why you have to tell yourself, shut up and keep marching. Are you hearing me today? That's why you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, no, 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 no. I know the word says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that speak it will eat the fruit of that. So whatever I say, whatever I confess, I possess. Whether that's good things, godly things, or bad things. So I got to control my tongue. So I'm not going to allow complaining and ungrateful words and demeaning words to come out of my mouth. I'm just going to keep marching. And I'm going to say to my flesh, flesh, you are not in control. Spirit, you are in control. And I'm going to walk by faith and not by what I see and what I feel. Hmm? Here's the thing. It'd be so much easier if God would just show us if he would just show us what happens in the end, right? God, we just, we just give me some details so I could figure it out. Come on. Some of you, are, you, you operate that way. I have to figure it all out up here first before I move forward. And faith is the opposite. Faith moves forward when you don't have it all figured out. Faith moves forward even when you don't have the finances. You launch out and say, yep, I think this is our new church. Faith steps out in Westfield, Indiana and says, I don't know how, I don't know where, but yep, this is God. Let's step out in faith and let's believe God that he's going to come through on our behalf. It's in those moments when God is often doing a work in you before he does something for you. And I want to encourage you, church, stick to the plan when progress isn't obvious. Stick to God's plan. But it's taken forever, I know. But God's delays are not God's denials. I'm just tired of waiting. I'm just sick of waiting. I know. But with God, a waiting season is never a wasted season. He's doing something in you and for you. And he's teaching you to depend on him like never before. Even when you don't see progress. Listen, friends, anybody can depend and trust on God when you see progress, when everything is lining up in your life, when you're on top of the mountain. But what about when you're in the valley? Can you still trust him? Can you still believe his word is true when you don't see it happening, when you don't feel like he's with you? Once again, verse 36, you need to persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. God's will for you is to persevere. Did you hear me? No. No. It's not time to walk out on that. No. God's will for you is to persevere. It's the will of God. He just said it. Then you will see when you stand, when you persevere you will see everything you will receive what he has promised you and I know some of you you're on lap one you're like pastor I prayed I'm believing I'm on lap two and I'm still standing I'm on lap three lap four lap five and many of you are on lap six right now and you got the towel in your hand You're about to give up on the marriage. You're about to give up on some wayward children. You're about to give up on your calling, your dream. You're about to give up on your career. You're about to give up on that healing. You're about to give up because finances are just 
too tight. And I want to tell you today, don't stop on six because seven is coming. The number of completion. Don't you dare stop on six. And let me tell you, Fuel Church, don't stop on six. Six year anniversary. What God has done is just the beginning of all God wants to do. We can't stop on six. We're going to celebrate six this week. We're going to celebrate it big time, but we cannot camp out on six because we got to go to seven and we got to go to eight and we got more people to reach and we got more lives to help restore and rescue. Don't stop serving. Don't stop showing up. Don't stop believing in people. Don't stop walking with those in recovery. We can't stop. We can't stop. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, can't stop won't stop can't stop can't stop and for some of you you're on lap six and you haven't stopped and the fact that you haven't stopped on six when everything within you said give up when everything in your mind said it'll never happen when your thoughts when you lay your head on your pillow at night are God isn't with me The fact that you haven't stopped tells me you have enough faith to hold it together even when you can't figure it out. Did you hear me? I mean, Westfield was throwing chairs up in the church on this message when I got to this point. Someone gave a million dollar offering, I think. I think. To every man or woman is given the measure of faith got enough in you to hold it together when you can't figure it out, when you don't know how it's going to happen, when you don't know the way. There's a good place to be when you don't know the way because you just invite Jesus in the way, the truth, and the life. In Galatians 6, 9, we close with this. Let us not become weary. Weary. I'm just weary. I don't know if I could do it, Pastor. Yes, you can. God changed the whole message today for you. As I left Westfield, people weeping and crying, saying, you don't know what this meant. As I got in the car with my guy driving here, I said, isn't it crazy how the devil told me today, this ain't the word. Nobody's going to receive this word. Tried to lie to me when I woke up in the morning, saying, "You, you got the wrong message today. People don't feel like giving up. That's what he told me. Yet people coming out weeping and crying saying, you don't know what that is. I had the towel in my hand. I said this week, if one more thing happens, I'm throwing it. I'm done. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest qualification. If, if, if don't give up and here's the thing you can't give up God needs you and people need you you can't give up and when you really think about it I think about my life and the times that I wanted to give up so often the greatest blessings and breakthroughs in life are on the other side of not giving up they're right on the other side All they had to do was make it to laugh number seven. Shout, and 
the walls, they did come down. They did come down. Was it because of their shout? Was it because of the trumpets? No, it was because of the obedience to God's word. When you're obedient to God's word, the walls come down. It's obedient. It doesn't make sense. This is crazy. Let me tell you what. It's the craziest thing ever. I mean, I can't even tell you how many nights of sleep I lost in May of last year at this time. When we had to make a decision to move on this building or not, I was freaked out of my mind. Here we are in COVID. Here we are in quarantine, having church online. And God says, this is what's next. I was, I was saying yes, shaking, y'all. But I said yes. And you said yes. Now look at all the lives. Since we got into this building, almost a thousand people have said yes to Jesus. Look at some of you. You weren't here. You're here now. God has restored you. Your kids are loving Jesus. Your young people are loving Jesus because of this place. Don't give up. Don't give up. Persevere. Persevere. Don't stop on six. Don't stop. That's the word for somebody. Don't stop on six. Don't stop on six. Bow your heads with me. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for the forgotten virtue, perseverance. Lord, that when we want to give up, when we feel like giving up, when we don't see a way out, when it looks impossible, you are the God that makes impossible things possible. And so Lord, our trust and our faith is not in ourselves, it's not in others, it's in you. So we're gonna keep marching. We're not gonna stop on six. We're not gonna throw in the towel. We're gonna persevere through hard times, through tough times, through challenging times. So we know, we know, we know that all things work together for the good to those who are called according to your purpose. All things, that you're working all things, even the challenging things, even the bad things that are happening, you're working it out for our good and for your glory. So our faith is in you today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You could take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.